Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans with part two of this message entitled, Grace Abounding to Miserable Sinners. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter five, verse 15. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Romans 5:15 through 17. We are speaking about grace, our inheritance in Jesus Christ. And it is abounding grace. So look at this verse 15. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man. How much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Abounded to the many. Abounding grace. And you should study 2 Corinthians 9, 8 and memorize it. God is able to make all grace to abound to you that you may abound in every good work. If, if you are not obedient to God in doing good works, it is because you don't have grace. The Bible says God gives more grace, but he gives grace to the humble. Those who pray. Those who confess, I don't have it. Oh God, give me grace. But I want to tell you, it is abounding grace. I said previously, banks busting, overflowing, Jordan grace. Or look at verse 17. Take a look at the book. For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness? Abundance of grace. Or take a look at verse 20. The law was added so that the trespass might increase, but where sin increased, Grace superabounded. One word. Super perisivo. Superabounded. You have no excuse. I have no excuse to be lazy. To be non-performing. Not working. The work of God. You cannot say. I didn't have grace. God gives abounding grace. More than sufficient. He gives to all who come and ask for it. So Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. Abounding life. And in Romans 5. And verse 5, we read, And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love. The idea is poured out in mighty effusion. Abundance of it, sir. 
When God does something, he does exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Stop complaining. Start praying. Receive grace. And work hard. Accomplish greater things for God. It's a mighty outpouring of his grace. I said it is love abounding, joy abounding, peace abounding, power abounding. You are connected to the vine as branches. There is mighty flow of grace into every true believer. We must confess our sin of laziness and complaining. And excuse making. A true Christian is successful. In all that he does. Number two. All what I said so far in Christ. Well I said two things. One of course is Jesus Christ. He is God's gift to us. To solve all problems. The mass murderer. Adam. It. Number two, we spoke about grace and grace abounding, sir. So, grace is available, sir. Let's praise God for grace. Next point, number three, justification. Verse 16. Adam, in Adam, we received condemnation. And in Jesus Christ we receive justification. Based on. Verse 18. Based on. The one. Righteous act. Of Jesus Christ. Dihenos. Dikeomatos. One. Righteous act of Jesus Christ. Based on his obedience. God has given us righteousness, not a man, Adam, but God, man, Jesus Christ, an alien righteousness. In verse 19, God constituted us righteous, dikaioi. We were sinners, hamataloi, but God constituted us righteous. And we therefore are righteous forever. What is the basis? The obedience of Christ. Condemnation is defeated and overcome by Christ's righteousness. As I already said, therefore, now there is no condemnation. Because justification has come to us in Jesus Christ. Our sin in Adam justly called for our condemnation. So our many sins called for many condemnations. But miracle of miracles. Yet grace does the opposite. Grace abounding justifies the ungodly. Those who committed many sins are justified. 
declared righteous by the supreme court of the universe. The next point, number four. The effect of the obedience of Christ, the work of Christ, flows into all who belong to Jesus Christ. Verse 18. Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification of life for all men. Now there are people who look upon that and and say this means all people are going to be saved. It is called universalism. Or people like Dr. John Stott would say majority of Adam's descendants are going to be saved. Not true, sir, based on Christ's own words. Many are going to go on the broad way of destruction. Few shall walk in the narrow way of life. There are people sitting here who are on the Broadway. I'm glad that you are here. Ask God to help you to walk in the narrow way of eternal life. Only God, few, will go through the narrow gate into the narrow way and walk that narrow way and arrive in heaven. Those who belong to Christ will receive the life flow from Christ. So we read in 1 Corinthians 15, 22 and 23, For us in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. We want to know what the meaning of all is, but each in his own turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, and listen to that, those who belong to him. Hoi to Christu, those who belong to him. And only those who belong to him. And who are those? Let's turn to the book of Isaiah, 53rd chapter, to find out and see whether you belong to him. Isaiah 53, verse 8. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And who can speak of his descendants? Look at the word descendants. And verse 10. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilt offering. He will see his offspring and prolong his days. That is speaking about the spiritual children of Christ. Or turn to the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 13. And again he says here am I and the children God has given me. Christ's offspring. Christ's descendants. Christ's children. We belong to Christ. Point number five. How do we know 
We belong to Christ. We are Christ's offspring. We are Christ's descendants. And the text tells us how. Take a look at this. And if it is not true of you, then repent and trust in Jesus Christ. Here is the answer. For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive, those who receive, those who are receiving continually, present tense, abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness. It is coming to you, sir. As I preach, it is coming to you. And that's the only way it comes to you. Through the proclamation of the gospel. By God called and commissioned and sent human beings. And I proclaim the gospel to you. The gospel of God's grace. And if you receive it. The grace And the gift of grace, which is righteousness of Christ, if you receive it, if you embrace it, if you possess it, then it tells you you belong to Christ. You are Christ's children, you are Christ's descendants, you are Christ's offerings. And Christ died for you. And if you treat God's grace with contempt, And his gift to righteousness with contempt. You will pay for it. On that day. When you must face him. Receive. Those who receive. Abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. It's coming to you friend. It's coming to you. What does it mean to receive? Turn with me to chapter 3 and verse 22. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who are believing. Receive means to believe in Jesus Christ. Romans 10.9 says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. To receive means to believe. To receive means to confess. Romans 10.14 says everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. To receive means to call upon the name of God. Like blind Bartimaeus called. Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me, sir. You must feel your need for God, for life eternal, for forgiveness of all your sins, need to be clothed with the righteousness of Christ, need for life eternal. Turn with me to Romans 8. And verse 
29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified, sir. If you are an elect of God, foreknown by God, chosen by God from all eternity, when the message of the gospel comes, you will experience that effectual call of God in your soul. And you will call upon the name of the Lord. You will confess. You will believe. You will receive. And you will be thankful for this great salvation. John 6 verse 37. We read all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive him away. John 6, 44, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. And you will feel the drawing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in your soul. And you will... Receive, believe, confess, call upon the name of the Lord and you'll be saved. And you'll go out of this place walking and leaping and praising God for showing mercy to me. John 10 verse 9 says, I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. That's receiving. That is believing. That is confessing. That is calling upon the Lord. John 10 verse 14 he says. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. It means I love my sheep. My sheep love me. That's the idea. Ask the question sir. Are you Christ's offspring? Are you Christ's children? Do you belong to him? Are you father's donation to the son? Then you'll be drawn. And you will come. And you will receive and you will believe and you will confess. And you will call upon the name of the Lord. And you will be saved. And you will know it that you are saved. So I plead with you. Receive the abundance of grace. And the gift. Gift. Free gift. Of righteousness. Luke 18, 9 through 14, you read the Pharisee who rested in his stinking self-righteousness. And he went home condemned. But the publican, he received the righteousness of God. And we are told he went home justified. Let me read to you again. Chapter 1 verse 17. For in the gospel. A righteousness from God. Is revealed. Hallelujah for the gospel. 
There is a righteousness of God is revealed and I need it. Or chapter 3, 21 and 22. But now a righteousness from God apart from law has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. The moment you believe in Jesus Christ, this righteousness is given to you free. Friend, if you are without Christ, you are naked. You are ashamed. But don't worry. God is in the business of covering our nakedness. He who knew no sin became sin for us. That we might become in him the righteousness of God. And number six. Verse 19, we are constituted dikaioi, righteous. Who constituted me righteous? God constituted me righteous. Declared that I am righteous. Your pastor is righteous. You are righteous. Who said so? God made me righteous. I can resist the devil and he shall flee from me. I tell him I am made righteous by God. Abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. Those who receive these are constituted by God righteous. God himself declares them so. Who can then condemn us? No one. So, friends, in in Christ, we are forgiven of all sins. Sins are blotted out, swept away, buried in the bottom of the ocean. God remembers them no more. Search all you want, as long as you want. Let heaven and earth search for my sin. They cannot be found. Let's praise the Lord. Forgiven, justified, clothed. Number seven, friends. Oh, you get excited. If you are a child of God, you get excited. Otherwise, you are bored. That tells you you are outside of Christ. Though how much more those who are receiving the abundance of grace and gift of righteousness shall, what sir, reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. We reign in life. Oh, what riches in Jesus Christ. Slaves of sin and death are made kings, paupers are made kings by God. Be tied with Christ, buried with Christ, raised with Christ to live a new life. 
Turn with me to chapter 5, verse 10 of Romans. For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more having been reconciled shall we be saved in his life? We live the life of Christ. We live in the sphere of life, everlasting life, indestructible life. For Christ brought life and immortality to light by his death and resurrection. We reign in life because we are made alive by the life of Christ. We were dying. God came and said, And we lived, sir. Stinking Lazarus. Christ came to his tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. He came forth, sir. Dead are being raised up by the life of Christ. We are in the sphere of life. We have been taken out of Adam and the kingdom of death and darkness. Death, friends, death is no longer king over us. It is king over everybody else. Those who are outside of Christ, let me warn you. Sin is your king. Death is your king. The devil is your king. And you are a slave, sir. And you think you can get out of your little trouble. You cannot, sir. Sin is no longer king over us. God has made us kings over sin, over death, over devil. In Christ we defeat sin, death, the devil, for Christ. By his death, triumphed over them all. Death, friends, my death is no loss. Death has become in Christ my gain. We resist the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of God. And he runs from us that is reigning in life. We are kings, friends. We rule. We rule now and we rule forever. Why do we rule, sir? We are given authority to do so by the one to whom is given all authority in heaven and on earth. As many as received him to them, gave he, gave he authority to become children of God, sir. I am given authority. You are given an authority. Read Ephesians 2, 6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ. Jesus seated us with him. We are ruling with him. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, 2 and 3. Do you not know that saints will judge the world? And do you not know that we will judge angels who are superior to us, but we judge the angels? They are the ministering spirits to us, sir. First Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen people, royal priesthood. Simply put, we are priests and kings. Revelation 1, 6 in King James 
God has made us to be kings and priests to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Revelation 5.10 in King James you have made them kings and priests. Let's praise God, sir. I I don't care what the world says. I don't care what my enemy says. I know what God says. About me, I am a king. And you are a king, sir. And Revelation 22.5, there will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever. We will reign. And we have begun reigning now. The moment you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, the moment you believe in Jesus Christ, the moment you confess him, The moment you call upon the name of the Lord, that moment you begin to rule for God. Friends, saints of God, are you reigning with Christ? Are you reigning over sin, death, the world, and the devil? If not, they are ruling over you because you are a rebel. You don't want to believe in the gospel. Friends, be kings, be victorious. Friends, I want to tell you a secret. We reign in prison. We reign as we are stoned and slandered and beheaded. We reign when we are persecuted. We reign when we are cursed. When we are naked and hungry. For, friends, we have the life of God and God himself is with us in the prison, in the furnace. We live with Christ. He lives in us. Let me read to you, friends, what St. Paul says about this reigning, this powerful, victorious life. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this. I am more. I have worked much harder. Been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with the rods. Once I was torn. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. I have been constantly on the move. I have been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, in danger from my own countrymen, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger at sea, in danger from the false brothers. And yet we reign and we rule because God is in us and we are in God. We are invincible, sir. We are untouchable in that sense. No devil can harm us. We are kings. All these blessings are ours through Jesus Christ. Diatus enos Jesu Christu. Through the one Jesus Christ. Friends, does it make any sense to remain in Adam? From whom flows the muck and mire. 
of sin, condemnation and death. Does it make sense? Thank God for the second Adam. He by his atonement reversed the deleterious effects of our father. The mass murderer Adam. The stronger one Jesus Christ bound the devil. He is setting his people free from our bondage in Adam. He is setting us free to the freedom in Christ. Christ sets you free. He sets you free now. He sets you free from sin and death. Free to live. First time in our life we are free to live. We reign in life. Jesus Christ God made him wisdom for us. Righteousness for us. Holiness for us. Redemption for us. Unite with him by faith. Receive him and be set free. Receive abounding grace. Receive the free gift of righteousness. Receive eternal life. Be a real king. Be victorious. Death flows from Adam But thank God, life eternal flows to us from Christ. If you have trusted in Christ, know this, you possess abundance of grace, limitless. You are constituted righteous. You have the righteousness of God. You are declared righteous. Your sins, past, present and future are forgiven. You are clothed with Christ's perfect righteousness. You possess, friends, eternal life. You reign with Christ even now over sin, over death, over the devil, over the world. So, friends, let's rise up. Let's reign. Let us rise up and rejoice. Let us rise up and praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, a part two of this message entitled, Grace Abounding to Miserable Sinners. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.